Welcome to the Nerd Boys Podcast. Alright, what's up everybody? It's your boy Nerd Boy D. We are back once again. I know it's been a minute, but uh, we're recording this on Mother's Day weekend. And, you know, not to try to hit on all the mothers, but we about to talk about being fathers. It's me, Nerd Boy D, your boy Nerd Boy Skeef. We're going to talk about fatherhood on this one because, you know, Skeef is a a new dad, 10-month-old baby boy. I got I got teenagers, 14, 13, and uh, my baby just turned 10. So we're going to talk about fatherhood, you know, some of the pressures of it, some of the, you know, uh, Skeef was was on uh, them, them hilarious cigarettes. But uh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about this dad stuff as fathers. And happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. You know, this ain't no knock on y'all day. But, you know, as fathers, you know, we just want to we just want to talk about stuff. But uh, with that being said, cue the intro. Are you ready? are back nerd boy d nerd boy skeep the nerd boys and we're about to talk about fatherhood you know we we uh we raising young kings and in my case young queens so uh you know skeep as a new dad you know who well, what is your uh what is your experiences being a new dad right now i'm happy i waited until i was 33 to do it well 32 32 going on 33. Yeah. 33 now. He was, that was 32 when he was born. But um, I couldn't have did this before then. Yeah. I would have had to, but mentally and everything, no way. I couldn't have did this. Yeah. More power to the people taking care of kids and you're young. Definitely. And power to the people. Like, fortunately, me and my girl is together. And... I have a lot. I have family, friends. Power to the people that have absolutely no one but their self. I I find it hard, and I have tons of support, and I could only imagine for people that don't have that. You probably got one of the best support systems that you could, you could have. Right. Like your your system kind of remind me of like my dad when I was born, because uh you know my dad my mom was young. She was 19 when she had me. You know, she already had my brother. So, um, you know, she was a young mother, you know, and she was kind of afraid to be raising two boys by herself. So, you know, my mm-hmm. dad stepped up. You know, he had me for the first two years of my life. And, you know, he had a good support system. You know, my dad was working. You know, my dad was a bit older than my mom also. So he was more, you know, polished as an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a good job. He was working at a well, upstate farm was Bison. You know, he worked there. You know, my granddad worked there. So, you know, my granddad, this is before, you know, everybody started passing on. Um, My great-grandmother, my uncle, my uh grandmother, 
grandfather, my dad, like they all lived in the same house. So kind of like, kind of like your situation where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, the whole family kind of living under one roof. It's like, it's like episode of Full House with Skeef, <laughs> literally. But, you know, he got, you know, he got his mom, you know, sister, you know, it's a lot of people to help him out with this kid, which a lot of people don't have, you know, it's not a lot of, uh, you know, with single fathers, I feel like it's a, there is a slight difference when you're a single dad. Well, you know, okay, you're not really a single dad because he's right. still with his mom, but like, um, you know, the support system is, is really important because it does take more than just a mother and father to raise a kid, you know, it, when they say it takes a village. Yeah. Cause even the parents get tired. Yeah. Like I, I feel so guilty cause I do be like, oh man, I need a break. But I feel guilty. Like I don't want him to think it's him. Like it ain't like you little dude, but it's you little dude. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really a never ending learning experience as a dad. Like, yeah, it just, sometimes I just got to come back. Yeah. Just sit back and think, like, I you know, fail. There's only a few things you can only be mad about right now. Right, especially <laughs> at that baby age. Right. Like, my kid's old enough where I could get, I could get mad about some stuff. Because they know exactly what they're doing at this point. Like I said, I got a 14, 13, a 10-year-old, so. He coming close to saying that when I don't pay him attention, he starts saying it. That's when I know he want me to look at him or play with him or just stare at him. Like Yeah. Yeah, baby, though. Yeah. <laughs> he actually, he's actually sitting here sleeping while we're doing this podcast. So, yeah. But yeah, like contrary to uh, you know, you you can you became a dad later in life. I became a dad early, like nineteen when my son was born, and you know, and that's the thing about kids too. Like one thing I I, I have learned, you know, if I could go back and tell my younger self like something, give some advice, I would tell my younger self like you know, strap that thing up <laughs> because like, you know, one of the worst things in my opinion and, you know, childbirth is like, you know, kids are beautiful. You know, having kids are beautiful, but my biggest thing that my biggest regret about becoming a parent is like, I didn't bring my kids into a stable situation. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'll, I'll regret the fact that, you know, my son, you know, I had no intentions on being with his mom. You know, I was 19. I was young. I was just, mm-hmm. Sticking to moving, sticking to moving. She happened to get pregnant, you know, and that was like huge on me. I wasn't ready for that responsibility. And then, you know, a year and a couple of weeks later, and he was born in December in two thousand December two thousand six. My oldest girl was born January two thousand eight. So, you know, I'm having two kids that that close. And it's like I wasn't ready for none of that. You know, especially when you don't really intend on being with the women that you had kids with, you know, you know, uh, it, it complicates things, especially when you're not together. You know, people getting their feelings and then, you know, it becomes more, less about the kids and more about, you know, one's personal feelings. So that's, that's my thing. Why I wish I would have, uh, you know, been more careful when I was younger. And you know, waited till now when, you know, I will I got the mindset for it. You know, finances would have been a lot better now had I had kids mm-hmm. now versus back then. You know, I would have been able to live a little bit like on my twenties, and then, you know, you know, settled down, had a kid now. Like you know, the woman I'm with now, 
if that was the woman I could have had a kid with, I would be happy with that. Because that's somebody I tend on being with. Somebody I, if I do decide to have kids, I could actually have a kid with. But do you think it is perks to having kids at a younger age? Like, you'll be able to hang with them and all that. Like, now, like, true. That's, that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's give or take. Like, you know, my kids, <laughs> you know, my kids being teenagers, you know, my oldest still being teenagers, like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not no old man because, like, when I when I was, you know, 14, you know, you're going to be uh, late 40s. Right. Which is nothing wrong with that. But it's just like, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's pros and cons to both. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. once, I'm, once I'm in my 40s, my kids will pretty much be grown. So I could really start enjoying so, life. The Rock is 49, so... Forty, I'll be forty. What six? I'll be fine. Now all bets are off. Once I turn forty, I am not having another child. Nah, I can't be sixty years. Like Steve Martin had his first child at sixty-seven. For one, like my thing with that. How old was Larry King when he had his? He was like in the seventies when he had like his last. But like me, I can't, I can't, the reason why I don't want to have kids that, like that old is because I want to be able to enjoy my kids. Like mm-hmm. I can't be 70, 70 years old having a kid. And then by the time the kid is 10, I could barely walk anymore. Right. <laughs> like Larry King, the guy rest his soul. But um, yeah, you know, having kids at an older age like that, you know, the cons with that is like, you know, I won't be able to really enjoy the kid. You know, I mean, granted, it's people living older now, but it's like... That's why I'm getting this shit now, so I can do all that with him. Yeah, like, you know, like, uh, I say, I say, if I don't have another kid by 40, I'm not having another kid. Yeah. I want to be able to, yeah, I want to be able to enjoy, you know, getting older. Just without, mm-hmm. focus on like, okay, now I can focus on, if my kids have kids, focus on grandkids. That's a scary thought, but you know, parenthood, you know, you just gotta, you know. Yeah, when I become a grandparent, I'll be like a grandparent's age. Right. <laughs> That's cool. I might be in my, I might be in my forties if my kids not careful. You know, yeah. I, I think my kids would be smarter, mm-hmm. like that. And that's one thing, like. You want to teach your kids to be better than you. Like as as fathers, you know, we we make our mistakes. So hopefully our kids don't have to make those same mistakes. Like I don't want none of my kids to to be parents at nineteen. Like I can it happen? Of course, you know. I didn't think I would be a parent at nineteen. Right. <laughs> but you know, shit happens. But you know, it's just instilling in them. Like you know, if you have a steady partner or whatever, spouse or whatever, you know, strap it up or you know, make sure that person's on birth control. Make sure you're on birth control if it's my girls. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, you want to teach your kids to be better because it's going to get to a point where a lot of shit going to be out of your hands. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, my, my kids are teenagers now and, you know, we weren't we weren't as active sexually at that age, but we knew people that were. Yeah. And it's both of our first kid. And, yeah. and that's the beautiful thing about it. When it's your first kid mm-hmm. with the person that you love and the person that you plan on being with, that's amazing. Right. Like, and and that's another one of my uh, regrets about, like, I don't regret being a parent. I just regret how everything happened. Like, if anything happened between me and his mom, I could always say, we, I loved your mom when she was born. Yeah. 
we we loved each other. Yeah, and like with, with uh, my son's mother, like I I can't say that I can't be like I son I can't be like son. At one point, I loved your mom. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't say that. I can just say just say what it was. You know, it was a situation where we happened to have sex and mm-hmm. you were conceived. Growing up, I never cared if I was like if I wasn't planned or if I was a plan. I wasn't wasn't one of those kids that been, what that was a mistake, baby. I was like, oh, well, I'm here now, so yeah. Now we're just what you gonna do about it? <laughs> yeah, like I I don't yeah yeah. I, if anything, most of us were mistake babies for real, for real. How many kids were actually planned? Right. <laughs> it's very few. Uh, the, the percentage is probably low. It's very low. <laughs> oh, he wasn't yeah. planned, but I was ready for it. Yeah, I'm just saying, guys, which y'all were together, y'all planning the future together, yeah. so that's what so, made it, you know, somewhat planned. Somewhat but planned, yeah. Y'all were planning on having a future, and possibly planning on having a kid, but just not this early. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, it's just like you know, parenthood is a beautiful thing, though. Like I, I call it the never-ending learning experience because it's like as soon as you think you figured it out. It's like, damn, changed up. Right, you're already different, like, dude. Yeah, like, you know, you, you, uh, when he first, like, the first three, four months, it's just like, you know, sleeping a lot, you know, changing diapers, you know, get a little whiny when they need their diaper change, when they get fed, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. sleeping for the most part, then it's just like, then one day they just start scooting up. Like, when you learn, when the hell did you learn to do this? Right. Like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Then they fall off the bed and you're like, oh shit. Right, I remember I used to just run to the bathroom because I'm like, you can't crawl. You can't do anything. Then I used to get time it because he was able to slightly crawl. But it wasn't fast enough. I could go to the bathroom and come back. He's fine. Now I can't go anywhere. Yeah, now nah, you just like, he I look one. back, he already at a different end of the bed. I'm like, all right. You'd just be like, the one day you just hear boom. Yeah. <laughs> I just let him tie yourself out. Boy, guy, you got it. You just run back and forth. The funniest thing with me with babies, though, is how a baby will have a bottle in his mouth, <clears throat> drinking their milk or whatever, and then they, like, spit it out and start crying. And then as soon as you put it, give them the bottle back, they stop, and then they spit it out again. It's like, silly baby, keep the, just keep the bottle in your mouth. Why do you keep spitting it out? He do that all the time. Oh man, it'd be so hilarious. It'd be hilarious though. Or he fall asleep while he has it. <laughs> He'll wake back up if the bottle started falling though. He'll wake back up and finish drinking that drink. <laughs> I think I recorded him. But yeah. I like it though. It's great. <laughs> yeah, baby be so funny though. Like, hold on. Did you really just spit your bottle out and start crying again? It still seemed weird to me that I am a dad, though. I don't know. It seemed weird to me, too. My kids are, are older. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's always feeling weird, especially when you just look at them, especially when they do something that you would do. Mm-hmm. You're like, hold on. <laughs> like, man, you really a, a whole person. you like, here, person. Like, you know, person, you living, right, look at you breathing. People. You peeing and doo-dooing, and it's just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're... I just be thinking, like, dude, you're going to go through stuff I'm going to have to deal with. You're going to get in a fight. Hopefully, you don't. And if you do, don't worry. I'll have you unboxing and stuff. We're going to get that taken care of. But then I'm going to have to get in boxing because ain't no way he's going to be beating me up. 
<laughs> so whatever, whatever you in, I'm into. Like, go to your room. Shut up, Dad. Right. Okay. Go sit down. Can't have it. So if he want to be in karate, wearing karate. Right. If he want to be in MMA, wearing MMA. Like, yeah, Dad. Go, go to your room, Dad. Right. Go. try to put him in his place, and he choking me out. I'm tapping and I can't do nothing. You go to your room. You go to your room. You go to you telling me to go to my room. You can't even beat me. You go to your room. I can't handle it. Matter of fact, you ain't got to do that. Go sit in the corner. Right. Something breaking in downstairs. He's like, nah, I got it. I got it, Just go ahead, old man. I don't want you to break a hip again. Yeah, that's another thing, too, man. Like, you got to do. With the fact that, you know, you got some people, luckily my kids is not like this, you know, trying to try me. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I got moves for that. Put them in that group home, uh, <laughs> group home moves that I learned. Mm-hmm. Do, do the skip move on them. But, yeah, it's like, yo, your kids getting older. It's like they going through more and more emotions, you know, like. This this baby stuff right here is the easy stuff, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Because once they start getting older, and then you got to worry about more stuff, like you got to worry about drugs, sex, all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, as a parent, you know, especially as a dad, because, you know, with mothers, mothers are, are natural nurturers. We're like natural, like, protectors. It's like when it comes to the moms, you know, the mom are the ones that kind of deal with the more emotional stuff, you know, stereotypically anyway. You know, father deal with both. Like, you know, I, I'm dealing with both now. Yeah, this is just, <clears throat> man, this is like a, a baby is just so, it, it's hard to describe. Yeah, it is. I don't want to say like, like a lottery ticket, but like, a, what, what? What what would be something like that? Cause there's no telling what what he'll turn into. You could do your best or your worst. He'll still be his own person. Yeah. Just think the worst and the best people to ever walk the earth all started as a baby, baby. little innocent baby. Hitler started as a baby. Saddam Hussein started as a baby. You know, uh, Osama bin Laden started as a baby. Martin Luther King started right. as a baby. Malcolm X started Malcolm as a X baby. Everyone has started And these are some of the greatest and some of the worst people in the world mm-hmm. to, to ever walk foot on earth. And, you know, they all started out as some babies that, you know, they didn't know their greatness at the time. Right. And it's like, you just hope and pray that, like, you know, because, you know, it's... It's things some of those terrible people did have people trying to put them in the right direction. There's multiple people like that. They just chose on their own to do something else. Yeah, we like, no matter what you put in them. Because there's things my parents put in me that I still yeah, chose not to listen to. But that's because I chose to. Yeah, and just imagine how many people we personally know that came from, you know, good, like good family, good people. Mm-hmm. And chose the, you know, chose the, uh, you know, the wrong life. I'm watching a show right now, you know, it's it's a show on Showtime I'm, I've been watching. And, like, you know, the mom is, like, a, a big activist. You know, she, the housing project they live in and all that, like, she's big on, like, helping people with their rent, all that stuff. They're going through issues. She step up for them. But, you know, her sons are mm-hmm. in the street selling drugs and killing people. 
So it's like it's a, a major conflict of interest because it's like, you know, the her, you know, you got your kids out here that's pretty much doing the exact opposite of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's real life. It, it really be people like that where you know you got parents out here that's really doing the right thing, and then it just turns to like you know your kids just do the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Some people is nature over nurture, and I think some people is nurture over nature. Like it's not in some people to be a certain way. Yeah. But then some people force that away. They're not into them, and they act like their environment. Yeah, like, I feel like everybody, no matter <laughs> who you are, no matter who you are, I feel like everybody has some type of killer instinct in them. Mm-hmm. You just got to take the right situation, the right person, just to, to, just something to bring it out of you. Mm-hmm. I feel like when it comes to having kids, your kids can bring it out of you. Like, something happened to your kid, like, like okay, we gonna we gonna bring we gonna we gonna rewind a couple of weeks. You know, Derek Chauvin got convicted of uh you know he got found guilty on all counts for the George Floyd death. Uh, Phil, not even fifteen minutes later, you know, uh, Kaya Bryant got killed. And it's one of those situations where it's like you know, if that was your child in that situation, you're not gonna sit there and really think about it. Mm-hmm. You see your kid in danger. It's going to bring out another side of you. You know, and some people don't get that. Like, I, I really got deleted and blocked by somebody because they were like, oh, I'm like, what if that was your child? Well, we shot him in the leg. It's not that easy. You know, unfortunately, that girl lost her life. But at the end of the day, you know, if it was a parent in that situation, they would have did the exact same thing. Tragic? Yes. But it just goes to show, like, when, when it's a parent, your child is in danger, the, the, the things that you will But the through. thing is, you can't compare that cop and you can't compare Micaiah to a parent and their child. Oh, you because can't. a parent and a child, will, that situation would have acted off of emotion. The cop cannot do that. So we wouldn't be able to compare that to, like, what if that was your child? I always say that's a, I always say this is a tough situation because you can't really... Cause even as a cop, you know, majority of cops are probably parents. Mm-hmm. So like, still in that line of work, you can't act off of emotion. Cause if you did act off of emotion, I'm pretty sure multiple people that were pedophiles or something that were just lied on would be dead. True that. It really depends. Like it, it's not a right or I, I feel like in this situation, it's not too many right or wrong answers. Mm-hmm. It's just a situation that, like, that situation right there, though, I feel like, you know, as a father, on both ends of the spectrum, I feel like that's a tough situation to call. You can't just sit, sit there in concrete and call that situation mm-hmm. and say what you would have done in that situation because it, it, it was t- 10 seconds from the time that body cam started to the time that girl got shot. And about five, like, three to five seconds of that was when he had to make a tough decision. So it was like, mm-hmm. so yeah, it, you can't compare it, but you can because both of those kids were somebody's child. So it's like, you know, as, as a parent, I felt he did the right thing. As a parent, I feel like he did the wrong thing. <laughs> it, it, it's a mixed emotion situation, which mm-hmm. people act like you can't have mixed emotions no more.
And, you know, as uh, as parents, this is what we got to instill in our kids that, you know, sometimes it's okay to be conflicted about stuff. You don't have to always have a concrete, you know, answer or a concrete feeling about something because it's tough decisions that got to be made every day. And this is like, and this is what I, I try to instill in my kids with the world that, especially where the world is going, because we living in the world now where you either got to be on this side or that side. There's no one, there's no in between. Like, and I, and I brought up that Makai Bryant thing because that's how people are looking at it. You, you, you either support, support what happened or you don't support what happened. There's no mm-hmm. being conflicted about it. Somebody even said that, uh, like, how, like, how are you conflicted? I'm a father. And this came to somebody, and this came from somebody that wasn't a parent. You can't sit there and say you can understand me from a parent's perspective if you're not a parent. You can, can you have pets and, and feel like a parent of pets? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, when you when you own pets, you know, pets are going to be exactly what pets are meant to be. Pets, you know. You're going to walk them, you know, going to love them, all that shit, like a, like a child, but you're not preparing a pet for the world. Right. You're not preparing your dog to go, you know, live on its own and all that shit. Like, a child, yes. You're raising a child to hopefully, you know, live life to do the right thing and, you know, not, you know, be out here on, on no bullshit, you know. I, I hope to never have to get a call about my child being shot by a police officer because they try to stab someone. You know, I hope to never get a call that my child was in jail from, you know, trying to do something that, you know, they ain't had no business doing. Well, my child don't have to do something like that. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, and I say this because, you know, I got a family member that's locked up right now involved in, in you know, multiple you know, possibly, like, from what what they're saying, this family was involved in, in multiple homicides, you know. And, you know, that family member didn't necessarily come from a bad household. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you know, you get mixed up in the wrong crowds, you know, you get people that kind of, I guess you could say kind of kind of influence, influence your kid. It's like sometimes you can try the best you can. And it's just like sometimes some kids are just gonna gonna be stubborn and hard headed and just wanna try something different. Mm-hmm. You just gotta pray for them. Like, you know, pray that they don't, you know pray that they don't go, you know, everybody, too left. Everybody is gonna learn. Everyone learns their lesson. You just hope it's not a lesson you can't come back from. Yeah, we've all every human has learned their lesson. Oh yeah, it's just something we were ever able to come back from. But we also know some people. Kylie Bryant can't come back from her lesson. That right, she learned. And we and we personally know people that still haven't learned a lesson. Mm-hmm. No matter how many times they got locked up, how many times they've been in the system, like we know, we know, we personally know people that just did not come back from uh, mm-hmm. they some just don't care or some just they love that it's a rush just yeah that rush like yeah, yeah I understand the consequences but this rush is like like being in the military you know you, you got some of the some of the people that's I think some of the best leaders are the ones that you know been through some stuff that lived a horrible life at one point 
because now they got the, they they got that real that realness to bring to the table. It's like I can't tell nobody to stay off drugs if I've never been on drugs. Like I, I can't tell my kid, you know, like son, don't smoke weed if I never smoke weed. I can tell my kid, like you know, you no, know, this is what alcohol does to you. Mm-hmm. You know, I can put it out there, you know, and then they could choose to do it or not. You know. And that's, and that's me from experience telling them, like, you know, I get a little crazy when I drink. We all do. <laughs> yeah, I don't even really care about drinking no more either. It's just like, you know, if it happened, it happened. If not, you know, I ain't missing nothing either way. We did enough party in our 20s to. Right, I did enough party. Another reason why I said, well, I'm happy I had a kid now. Uh-uh. Yeah, because, you know, kids kind of... I been ready for all that back then. It's like shit. And me, I had to kind of enjoy my 20s and be a parent at the same time, mm-hmm. you know? And as a parent, you know, sometimes, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Tell me if you do this too. Mm-hmm. Do you do you have moments where you kind of doubt yourself, like, am I doing a good job or, you know, could I be doing better? Yeah. I think I think everyone does so, because it's new. Yeah, you'll never get the hang of a kid. Exactly. That's why I always call it a never-ending learning experience. Because yeah. my kids are, you know, my kids are closer to adulthood than they are childhood. So it's like I still be thinking, like, am I doing a good job? You know, am I am I being, you know, too lenient? Mm-hmm. Am I being, you know, too strict? You know, am I giving them a lot of love? Am I giving them too much love? Like, you know, and, you know, my girl, she told me one, like, the one thing she did tell me, though, was like, you know, she was like, you know, if you're a good parent, she said something to the effect that, like, if you're a good parent, you always going to question yourself. Because you always want to figure out a way to be better. If you feel like you're doing a good job. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Makes me feel better about myself. Yeah. <laughs> Cause if you feel like you're just doing everything right, then it's just like you never learn. Cause the the toughest thing to learn is your kids, especially as they get older. Because like I say, as soon as you think you got them figured out, you know they might isolate themselves from you. Mm-hmm. Like you know, my son had an incident that he was in. You know, I I told you about it. You know, but my son had an incident um, that he was embarrassed to tell me about. You know, I ain't gonna get into too many details on here. It's a really sensitive situation, but. Right. You know, he's embarrassed to tell me about it. You know, but it's just like a matter of talking to him. Like, you know, I'm always going to be here for you if you need to talk. You know, I'm your dad. That's my job to to talk to you, to give you advice, to try to teach you, you know, some of the lessons of life that, you know, I didn't always have the luxury of, you know, learning. You know, like, I, and I love my dad. Like, I love my dad. Like, you know, I value my dad a lot more because, you know, between all the nerd boys, I'm the only one who, with exception of like nerd boy B, you know, I'm, and you know, Preston Phelps, you know, the three of us are the only ones that have our fathers living. You know, Skeef lost his dad at a young age, you know. Mm-hmm. Leroy, he lost his dad, you know. Beans lost his dad, you know. So, you know, the majority of my friends, like my girl lost her dad, you know, my brother and my sister lost their dad, so I know a lot of people that's living without their fathers. Mm-hmm. So I value mine so much more, and you know, 
that's another complicated situation, but, um, I still feel like, you know, I want to be able to have that relationship with my kids while I'm here. So, you know, they have, so they, they won't feel like, okay, you know, I got to try to reach out. You know, I got to try to go extra hard, you know, for my dad to be in my life. Cause you know, at times with my dad, like I said, and this is no knock on my dad, you know, like I say, it, it's a sensitive situation and, and it's more reasons that I'm not going to get into, but I feel like, you know, I could have a closer bond with my dad and that's why it's so important for me to have one with my kids because, you know, what I've been wanting from my dad for many years, you know, I still haven't really fully got. Right. And like I said, this is no knock to him. It's just like a very complicated situation to why our relationship is not how it should be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we got a, we got a pretty tight bond. It's just like, you know, certain, certain circumstances and you already know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't want to, I ain't really in a uh, business of pissing people off today. So I'm going to leave certain shit out. But, you know, this is a situation that, you know, it's not completely my dad's fault. This is a situation he allowed, but yeah. it's also a situation where, you know, I feel like, you know, he kind of trying to keep more peace in his chaos. That's exactly the kind of person I am. Yeah. Because when, when it turned chaos, then it's a problem. You ain't no going back in peace with me. So I try to keep peace as much as possible. Exactly. Same here. And it's like, as you get older, especially when you're having kids and it's like you, one thing, and, and this is like, and this is why it's so important as, as fathers that, you know, mothers understand us because moms have a tendency to, to put, um, <laughs> to put too much on themselves at times. And it's just like, you know, I certain situation. I know from experience, I personally went through this. When you're trying to be a father and you're dealing with a baby mother that's for whatever reason just wants to have that pressure of doing everything on her own. And no matter what you do to try to lend a helping hand, they just don't want to. They want to make it seem like anything you do and say is wrong. So it's important as as mothers to allow you, your your kid's father, especially if they want to be involved, because there's a lot of men that's not involved in their kids' lives. That's there's a lot of single mothers out here that's really doing it on their own, and those are the ones that don't complain, don't put the dad on child support, but they just you know they suck it up, they do what they got to do to put food on the table, keep closing their kids back. I thought having a baby was gonna be like a fish. I didn't think you were gonna do nothing. I just had to feed it and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you, you found like, out quickly. He got a personality and everything. I'm like, hey, you're not just a baby, baby. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Welcome to fatherhood. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been around a bunch of babies, but I've never really watched watched them grow because they weren't my kids. So yeah, I just give them away. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the doing? one thing I love having nieces and nephews because I can eventually say, all right. Yeah, go back to your mom and dad. Go back to your parents. It was fun while it lasted, but, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> All right. Uncle, Uncle D want to be left alone right quick. <laughs> so I love y'all, but uh, y'all got to go. <laughs> All right, everybody. All right, right, kid, go home. But I'm your kid. Oh, you're right. You're right. Uh, Look at the wall. <laughs> just, just go. Just go. Be quiet. Go play and trap. Let, let me just imagine the days when it was just me. 
<laughs> you want to play my game? Uh, yeah, can I play the game too? Yeah, you're taking control. You watch your Disney movies and all that because I, I remember I, I wasn't a Disney kid. I didn't really watch a bunch of Disney stuff, but I liked them joints. Yeah, he be falling asleep and I still be up interested, hitting him like, "Yo, yo, you're missing it. You're missing the kids. You're missing it. Man, right, right. You want to cry about it? Hey, what he left at the end, dude? What he left with Bo Peep? You missing it? You missing it? Like my kids is like in the scary movies. Like I was watching Chex and Chainsaw. I was into that as a kid. Jason, Friday the Thirteenth, <laughs> uh, Halloween's, all of those. Hellraiser. I loved all that stuff as a kid. So it's like my kids are like oh, not impressed. Hmm? My, my kids are like not impressed. Impressed by what? They not impressed by like, like my son. We watched Nightmare on Elm Street. After after it went off, my son was like, "Okay, that was stupid." <laughs> it was. It was, it was stupid. Never scary to me. Yeah, Freddy. I think because Freddy could talk. Like those movies was never scary to me because I'm like now Candyman. I'm never gonna be out in the cabin in woods anywhere. I've never seen Jason come to the neighborhood I live in. <laughs> That's one off the list. Chucky is a he was a toy. I'm like, no. <laughs> if if this toy is alive, Toy Story showed me that my toys is alive too. <laughs> so, so with a uh, candy man, and just don't take the twist ties off his hand. What is Chucky gonna do? He can't come out the box. <laughs> I always wanted to Chucky guy. Candy man, don't say it. I ain't gotta worry. Don't keep his name. Keep his name out your mouth. Yeah, don't say it. It was scary to me because that nigga was in the hood. You can beat all these people. Only person is Michael Myers because he's an actual person. But like I said, he's an actual person. He's in a whole nother state. He ain't about to catch the bus to me. <laughs> he ain't catching the bus. If he walk all the way to me, he deserves to kill me. He deserved that body. If he walked all the way to murder me from wherever, oh, yeah, he got it. Nah, I'm not even going to fight him. Now, nah, I was more, uh, the exorcist kind of scares me. Yeah. Only because uh, I deal with possession and shit like that. Freddy tell too many jokes. Like, nah. Now, Freddy, when he was like... I first, his house was haunted, but the ghost was telling jokes. I was like, alright, I can live here. <laughs> yeah, Freddy, like, when he first, first, like, the first the first movie was like, okay. And then, and the new Nightmare movie was scary, too. Uh, uh, it's not scary now, but it's just like, you know, had a couple of scenes that made me jump. I, I can never say I never really had a movie that scared the shit out of me. The only movie that I did was Candyman. And Only one that did is Six Sense because I still don't like ghosts. So, yep. <laughs> so like um like my daughter, she was scared. Like she had nightmares of Candyman after she watched it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think. And she loves scary movies. This, this Ness, Ness, you know Ness loves mm-hmm. crazy shit. Candyman, like, nope. Uh, Six Sense is the only movie I didn't like, and that's like I said, Ghost. Like I ain't really like that. Yeah, that didn't bother me because he was cool. He he wasn't a mean person, but when the it started getting cold, every time it was cold in the house, I'm like, uh oh, uh oh, they they on me, <laughs> they on me. And then that one scene where he went to the bathroom, he went to use the bathroom, and then the lady with the robe walked past him, the shoulder walked past the door, and then he went in the kitchen, and she was, look what he's done, what you made me do, because. I guess she killed herself by slitting her wrist. She was getting abused. I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. Mm mm. Texas Chainsaw. I was so massacre. terrified going to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, that lady probably walked past. I'm not going to no kitchen. 
Texas Chainsaw Master kind of like it, it's more of a gross out factor with that movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what um I was watching it with Samaya, and you know that's kind of what her thing like was, was just kind of like I think she's more grossed out than scared. It, it does have some shit on there. It was like ugh, like <laughs> Hellraiser is wild. Like just just like the way the characters look, the Cenobites they. Like, they look crazy. I'm shocked I wasn't scared of that as a kid. I'm more scared of Kane than Undertaker. I was scared of other stuff. <laughs> Undertaker was scary. I'm like, what? After the match over, he sweat his regular face back. <laughs> Maybe when his he first, dead man makeup is gone. Maybe I just when see he his first, face after the match. first came. Like, when he first came. Because he was different. Yeah, he was different. I was just wasn't scared of him. Kane, Kane is the first person I was scared of because you didn't see nothing. He, you ain't knew what he was. You didn't even know if he was a white dude at first. <laughs> <laughs> like he ain't had his mouth. The mask part of his mouth didn't move. He didn't talk. The the mask even had a stone looking face. Like he, <laughs> he, that joint was crazy. Something about those stone face masks. Cause, that's why I like Michael Myers. There ain't no expression on that mask. Right. And the hair is stupid. Like, yeah, you don't, you coming out the house in overalls with your hair like that? You clearly don't care about life. <laughs> and all you care about is violence. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, I think he's actually my favorite besides Candyman. Because Candyman just like, Candyman like a typical black nigga. Like, yo, keep your name out my mouth. We ain't going to have no issues. <laughs> Show me a person with Michael Myers hair that didn't mean no harm. They all <laughs> Yeah, yo, these crazy kids of mine, oh, they they like the scary stuff. They they like I don't know. You know who knew pretty much the sleep William Shatner is terrifying to look at. Right. <laughs> A William Shatner mask. Really? Somebody breaking in his house and he sleep, they run out <laughs> thinking it's Michael Myers. <laughs> like, damn, William Shatner. His a mask of his really made the most iconic super like mm-hmm. superhero. That a most like most iconic you know horror villain ever. Right. Is that a good thing though? Like, would you be happy if your mask, your face was like the mask of Michael Myers? Is that a good thing? You know what? I actually would be cool. Like, with yo, that. you try to look like Michael Myers. So thanks. <laughs> like, well, I guess you know Halloween. I guess is a. I always got to paint myself my face white. Right. Well, you can be Robert England. He looks like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> you could be him. Right. He definitely looks like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> so dying, my son was like, "That was stupid." <laughs> <laughs> God, think about it is like when you watch shit from the '80s, that seems a, a little dated. It's like, yeah, I got to get my kids at it, cause like you know, Texas Chainsaw Man. I was watching the uh, the beginning joint. That's the joint that was like the prequel to the one that came out a couple mm-hmm. years before that. And it's just like everybody died on that one. It was hilarious. I thought, was, I thought Leatherface was scary because uh, my mom's true crime books it used to be killers that did stuff. Ad Games is one of the people he's based off of. But he used to wear other people's faces, and that just got to me. I'm like, so you just gonna kill this dude, rip their face off, and put it on your face? What? Yeah. No. That's, again, another person that woke up thinking violence and clearly has no regard for life. Right. That's why I'd be thinking, like, damn. Uh, like, back to the whole parenthood thing. That's like, 
I be thinking like, I hope I'm not raising the next Michael Myers or That's right. Like, damn. Right. Don't be out there. And if you ripping faces off, don't wear them. Right. <laughs> don't wear the faces. Like, dang, like, uh, yeah, like it. Now it freaked me out. I ain't even gonna front. I was trying to watch it. The the, the newest one that came out, part chapter the newest two. Newest one was fire. Yeah. Now, it it period. Maybe because you know clowns are legit low key scary. You scared of clowns? I'm not scared of clowns, but <laughs> I'm not, I don't know. Clowns don't. They they dudes in makeup. <laughs> I know, but that that's why like, yo, you really woke up and looked in the mirror as a dude and threw all this makeup on your face. They, <laughs> oh, right. I'm not scared of clowns, but they kind of freak me out. Like Leatherface, I'm not scared of Leatherface, but Leatherface freaks me out. It's just kind of like like it's something freaky about you. Yeah, like Leatherface, he seemed like he a big dude. He seemed super big. His hair. Seem grungy and, and dirty and long. And ain't no telling what his regular face look like. And then you got a creepy dead face over your regular probably creepy looking face. And then you don't even talk. You growl and grunt. Mm-hmm. And you run mad fast. So that's fast, heavy footsteps you hear coming up the steps with with, with a chainsaw. That, that's just now you gotta asking the, for me to have like the original the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre that came out in uh, 74. 74. Yeah. That one, I feel like that one was like, that legit was probably one of the scariest movies I've seen. Mm, that was a good one. Because it was just like, you know, for it to be in the 70s, it was just kind of like, wow. Can you picture us up here just doing this and you hear that chainsaw rev up at the bottom of the steps right now? Yeah, and then start hearing that running up the steps. It's really nothing I can do. I mean, nothing you can do. I could jump off the top porch. You could jump off the top porch. I have to save him, so I probably gotta fight this nigga. <laughs> no, you can take, grab the baby, and jump off the top porch. With or you? you could jump off the porch with him, and I could fight this nigga, and then try to get out there. I mean, cause you already right there. I gotta get off the bed and do all of this, so you could just follow. Well, Ivor, ah. well, Ivor looks like I'm, I'm about to adopt you. Yeah, cause, cause we going for, I'm going for mine, cause mm-hmm. he about to come up here and probably try to cut my Xbox, and I'm not having that. That's <laughs> <laughs> so you don't even care about dying. <laughs> you can cut the kid, but not the Xbox. Don't touch neither one of them. Rock paper scissors shoot for the one you get the gut. <laughs> <laughs> he, he losing. He got to cut the baby. But like, yeah, nah, that's know. him playing rock paper scissors for me in the Xbox. <laughs> Look at you waking up, dude. You knew you was about to play rap. Leave with being a dad. And this is real life on the podcast. Talking about fatherhood, scary movies. Our kids with their scary movies because my daughter loves loves scary shit, serial killers, all that stuff. I love that stuff. Like, I be joking. Anything macabre, I like it. Like, I be joking when I be saying, like, you know, my daughter, uh, when I be saying my daughter gonna grow up to be a serial killer. I be joking when I say it, but I, I kind of hope it's not true. <laughs> the reason I know I won't grow up to be a serial killer, one, I'm grown up. Two, I don't like ghosts and dead bodies. Me killing somebody, that's that's a potential hunting I don't need. <laughs> uh-uh. Plus they say because I know somebody. if somebody kill me, I'm hunting. Oh, it's no ifs and buts about uh, it. Plus they say if you uh 
the person that you kill. Your first kill is going to be the face you see every time you kill somebody. They say that. But me watching a bunch of serial killer interviews and documentaries, some of them say it's nothing. They don't think about it ever. So they really are sociopaths. Yeah. Some people, that's just, that's just gone. Like, uh, the one guy said, he was like, some people got it, and some people it's like evil Knievel. He he uses his to do these jumps and stuff because he doesn't have that fear thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what gives him that adrenaline rush. That's what gives them theirs. They don't have that thing that senses fear. They don't have empathy. They don't they don't understand this is this is wrong. And that's one thing too I'll be wondering, like, are people really like some people are just crazy and experience empathy and stuff, but and some people don't. And, you know, and with being a parent, like that's one thing, you know, about being a parent. Like my my daughter, as much as she loves like scary movies and like just crazy weird like psychopath shit, sweetest kid. Like really the sweetest kid in the world. Mm-hmm. But like for other like serial killers and stuff like that, like okay, are they do they have these traits when they're born? Because, you know, like they say, like, certain things, I believe, you a know. Lot, a lot of serial killers, they even have a scale of the three things that make a serial killer. I forgot what each name is, but the category pretty much is uh, abuse. That's one of the things. Uh, abuse has a lot to do with it. A lot of killers and stuff were hit in the head or some kind of traumatic physical experience happened. And then some have a normal life and just turn that way. Yeah, well, it's a small percentage, but some well, uh, Ted Bunny, when he kind of like yeah, well he he when his he grew up a normal life, but he went off the deep end when his one girlfriend broke up with him, uh. and the people he started killing looked like the girl, to the point people started changing their hair yeah. color. And that goes to the point that goes to show though, like you know, you can give a kid a good life, but sometimes they just. Mm-hmm. One one occurrence could just go off the deep end. So you know, maybe he had abandonment issues from his childhood yeah, like that John, triggered that. Yep, like John Wayne Gacy, they call him the killer clown. I don't know why he just dressed up as a clown at parties. He didn't kill people dressed as a clown, but his dad used to call him uh, gay and all these other derogatory names towards uh, homosexual people as a kid doing this and forcing him to. Dr- put on a dress and beat him with fact and like feminine around his sisters and stuff. So he put him in his dress and still beat him for... Yeah. Like, this kind of stuff really gets people. Henry Lee Lucas, he killed his mom. Wow. Ed Gann killed his mom from all her abuse. Like, some people actually kill their parents. I think Ed Gann, I think Edmund Kemper and not Ed Gaines. Ed Kemper killed his mom. I think that was actually his last kill that he called the police to come get him. Wow. He buried her. He When he used to kill victims, he used to bury their heads in the backyard facing to look at his mom's window just to stare at her and watch her because that's what he felt she'd do to him constantly. Always surveying them and all of that crap. So if you're hearing this on the podcast, love you kids. Yes. Love your kids. Do not abuse your kids. If you listen to my podcast and you're beating your kids, please stop because it can definitely turn into something. Abuse you want. is, you know, especially abuse <clears throat> as a kid is like one of the biggest traumas a kid could deal with. You know, that that's 
nothing else can I think can top that. If they deal with a death and something like that, I don't think the, like especially continuous trauma, continuous abuse, and everything like that. That's fucking these kids up and making them like, you know, mm-hmm. preparing them to be, you know, something that they shouldn't like. They shouldn't have to be. Don't force things in your kids. I've seen multiple things where the parent was forcing them into a sport or a religion or exactly or music, and the kid just to get out of it kill their parents. They like rather I, deal with the repercussion of that. Then it was my that. I think my niece's eighth grade graduation, and this girl, thirteen, fourteen years old. Her mom forced her to wear heels, like to the to walk across the stage. The girl just wanted to wear some flats. It's a kid, and like she just wanted to wear flats. Her mom insisted that she wear these heels. Kid didn't want to wear the heels, but her her mom forced it on her. Mm-hmm. I was like sitting there pissed off about it because it's just like, okay, this kid's thirteen, fourteen years old. She doesn't want to fucking wear heels. Why are you forcing her to wear heels right. when she doesn't want to? It's just like you know, you can't force your kids to grow up either. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I I wish I could be a kid again. Like, it's days I wish, like, I wish I could just be out. All, if all I had to do was, you know, keep my room clean, do my homework, and get good grades and shit like that. That's all? And my parents got to take care of the rest? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, unfortunately, you know, we got to grow up. You know, we, we got to raise our kids. And, you know, one of my biggest things about being a parent, too, that, I want to instill in my kids that wasn't really instilled in me financial responsibility. Cause I feel like as a parent, you know, we, we, we tend to try to protect our kids as much as possible from the world and we don't prepare them for it. And I think that's why so many kids have so many issues. I feel like, you know, why, with uh, suicides and everything like that is just like, you know, we, uh, we, we gotta prepare them for a lot of shit that they can have to face. Cause you know, you know, you got kids out here that's feeling suicidal, you know, over getting bullied, which, you know, I want to instill in my kid, like, don't ever feel like you need to to take that step. You know, the biggest bully is life. So if you can't deal with this, you know, how are you going to be able to deal with, you know, when you get older and life really start kicking your ass because. So do you believe like in kids sports and stuff, everyone should get a trophy? That I don't believe in. And I'm going to tell you why I don't believe in it. Because participation trophies for me is just like, it's like you telling them, like, no matter no matter what happens in life, you're always going to get rewarded. You're not always going to get rewarded. Even when you do good, you're not going to always get rewarded. I feel like if you, I feel like if a kid, if somebody wants something, like if a kid won a softball tournament, you know, if a group of kids won a, you know, the football championship, Mm-hmm. You know, it shouldn't be oh because y'all participated, y'all get a trophy. Like, nah, let them kids be champions, let them enjoy their moment. The kids that lost, nothing against them. It's just like you know, we need to instill in these kids that you know sometimes some some this team might have worked a little harder than you, and they they earned this championship. You no, know, all you got to do is come back harder, come back stronger, and you know win your championship. You know, like, oh, yeah. you gotta we gotta teach kids that you you're not gonna always win in life, like. You will probably get this when yeah. preparing them for life. Yeah. So they wouldn't get a trophy. There's kids in movies. They don't get an Oscar if they didn't win because someone did better than them. Right. 
So why don't they also get an Oscar? Why is it different for sports? Right. No, like, no, no. You, 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 if you did the work, what it takes to get it, you should get it. Not just if you go fell a kid, you shouldn't. Everybody shouldn't get a trophy. Yeah. Like shit, if it, if that's the case, like, so you right, you rather this kid think he can play football. Yeah, like you know, it's gonna be a matter of just working hard. You know, trying to get if you fail, you know, just use it as a learning experience to like, to get better. Yeah, I'm gonna fail you and make you feel stupid. Shit, Michael no, Jordan. Some football, you're not good. Michael Jordan. He Michael Jordan didn't even start like his high school career. He was considered what too short. Hmm. And look at him, one of the greatest basketball players ever stepped foot in the game. You know. So, like, you know, as a parent, you know, that's what I'm trying to instill in my kids that, you know, you don't always have to be the best at something. Like, just be the best version of you that you could possibly be. Because as a parent, in order for me to best be the, you know, most effective parent, I got to make sure I'm good. Like, I can't be, I got to be good for me so I can be good for them. And that's another underrated statement, which, um, you know, will bring me back to the whole thing with the moms. You know, sometimes as fathers, you know, we pay child support, some of us. You know, some of us got to do extra to maintain our household and stuff, and then we lose time with our kids. So this is where sometimes it's hard to be a father at, especially if you're not with the mother, you know. And the old child support system, that's a whole different conversation. But I feel like, you know, a lot of times it's bullshit, especially if you're involved in your kid's life to the fullest extent. But, like, um, you know, I feel like parenthood is not the easiest thing but it don't have to be hard neither. I feel like with parents, uh, it's definitely not as hard as some people make it seem. Yeah, it's it, not like a it, Yeah, it's it's what makes it hard is sometimes circumstance. Right. Like if you're a single mother and you got a couple of kids and you know you don't have really a big support system, yeah, shit gonna be hard. You know, me as a father, you know. Sometimes I got three kids, three different moms, so sometimes it's hard dealing with different personalities, different attitudes. So it's just, you know, that's where it becomes hard, especially when, you know, at some point, sometimes the mother's not really willing to work with you, mm-hmm. co-parent with you like how it should be done. So that's where it becomes a little difficult. But, you know, it don't have to be. I feel like a lot of times it's just like depending on the situation that makes it hard. Cause parenthood is is it's it's not easy, but it's not hard either. Like it's not easy because you know your kids grow up, and you know, like I say, it's never the never ending learning experience. Mm-hmm. But it's not hard either because as long as you're raising your kids right, as long as you form that bond with them, you know, it makes it a lot easier to deal with, especially when they start going through stuff. Because you know, if you make yourself approachable to your kids then, you know, they willing to talk to you, especially if they're going through stuff. If you don't make yourself approachable, then, you know, that uh that kind of makes it a little more difficult to get through to them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but, you know, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. This is uh, going to release this joint. Um, so it's 1.05 a.m. Saturday morning, May 8th. So we, um, you know, we're going to we gonna cut this cut this thing short in a minute. We got a couple more minutes, but uh, you know anything you want to ask, Keith? Uh, nah, happy Mother's Day. Uh, well, happy almost Mother's Day. Yeah. To all the moms. 
Yeah, you know. All the mothers. Oh yeah, all the mothers. Not, not, not every mom was a mom. Yeah, not every mom was a mom. You know, we we know if you like that too. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was just like you know, it's just all about you know loving your kids, you know, teaching them, you know, a lot of prayer, you know. Like I say, I ain't the most religious person in the world, but you know, I I do believe in, you know, praying the sun. I do believe in energy and everything. And uh, as long as you keep your kids with love and positive energy, you know, nine times out of ten they're gonna be cool. You know, it's always that one that you know, no matter what you do for them, you know, shit might go south. But you know, hopefully, I hope and pray like you know, as much, you know, as much as my kids, you know as they growing up as much as you know they live their life that you know they just live their life right like i said you can do everything you can for your kids and sometimes it just might go left it's just depending on the influence you got on them over the over the streets or whatever but you know we are you know parents you know we're fathers we just trying to make sure our kids is right in the world you gotta be patient yeah remember you were a kid too Exactly. Yeah, patience is definitely key because sometimes I'll be wanting to knock these little ninjas out. <laughs> but, you know, just raise them right, love them, and just, you know, try to teach them as much as possible. You know, especially to capitalize on the mistakes that you made, you know, just let them know. I say be be honest with your kids, too, for the most part. You can't be honest about everything, but for the most part, give them full honesty to to. To the best of your ability. But, you know, with that being said, Nerd Boy D, Nerd Boy Skeef. Oh, the Lakers lost. Oh, Lakers lost. To Portland. Portland. <laughs> we are the Nerd Boys, and Nerd Boys are out. Living Nerd. Nerd Boys, Nerd Boys. Nerd Boy D. Nerd Boys, Nerd Boys. Crested Belts.